0: Oh, that's interesting. I know that you guys have heard that before. That is the patented three beers in Banjo, backed by popular demand. A lot of people were saying they missed the Banjo. Pretty much everyone I ever spoke to that heard the Banjo said they missed it. And and here we are. Give me one second. I don't want there to be too many awkward pauses, but I am sick as a dog. I can't hear out of my left ear right now. Um, and I, and I thought about not doing this podcast, but I'm here anyway because I, I'm dedicated to the people and I want to make sure that everyone can, uh, can hear the show. Episode 148 this week, ladies and gentlemen, we are doing an interesting beer. I'm going to try my best. I'm not, I'm not prepared whatsoever. I'm kind of doing this on, come on, you fucker. Um, pure and row. It's a, It's called Paradox Brewery. It's their Rotating Hop series. And I remember I was talking to you guys about that. Um, I think it was last time. And uh, they're out of Adirondack, New York, I think. I'm going to keep them in the cooler because I don't want to take them out just yet. Um, there's going to be some awkward pauses that I can, I'm going to try to do my very best because I have to pause to cough. It's relentless, the cough. And the nasal is terrible. And, I, and uh, whatever. We're still plowing through. Where yeah last week couldn't do the show sick as a dog um the cough has subsided quite a bit uh but it's still there and it sucks <laughs> and uh <clears throat> I'm just trying I don't want to you know just be hacking in you guys ears here um I did not intend on doing the podcast tonight I just I still feel really crappy been going to work been fulfilling my obligations as a father and everything like that but um it's been draining me the fact that I'm all screwed up but uh, I definitely wanted to get a cast in before I talked about the bottle, uh, before I bottled the beer. That's coming up this Saturday, uh, which is exciting. Um, I don't think I have any beer news. I think I have a couple of things that I'll chat about, but um, bottling is going to be this Saturday. I got everything I need. I got a um, a bottling tree to uh, dry the bottles once I sanitize them and wash them. Got the high foaming sanitizer. Um, I, I haven't really done anything to the fermenter. It's just been it's covered by a sweater and a couple towels i think the temperature down here is still good i think it's around 67 degrees down here right now i was a little concerned about the temperature tomorrow cuz it's supposed to be getting like a freeze <clears throat> and um once uh yeah once i get it, once i get it bottled um i'm going to try to put it in fridges and stuff i'm going to try to spread it out amongst the house cuz 53 or so beers i don't have a refrigerator for that that's the next step along the way in terms of this hobby of home brewing, I really hope that it comes out good. Um, I was reading about it a little bit more. When I took that lid off, I did expose the beer to the oxygen, which could have caused some oxidization. I think that's the word. And, um, you know, that's concerning. But, you know, what did I miss? So Halloween came and went. Uh, I was a pumpkin. The baby was a pumpkin. My wife was a pumpkin. We were all pumpkins. It was great. Um, but, oh, unfortunately, I fucking fell. Um... If I'm being redundant and I said this stuff already, I apologize. I'm just trying to like go whatever's off my top of my head. On Halloween day, it was raining and I was walking to work. I was doing my power walk and everything like that, trying to get to the job. And there was some cardboard on the floor and it was like slicked out. And I couldn't even really see it. And it was like fucking black ice, man. All of a sudden the fucking, my right leg kicked out, twisted pretty hard. And I fell and I landed on my left knee, twisted back. Um, the way I fell, honestly, from, for like how big I am and stuff, uh, I am very fortunate I didn't do anything serious in terms of like tearing a ligament or something. That's always been my fear with falling down, um, in the wintertime and stuff like that is that, uh, I'll do some serious damage because there's a lot of weight on top of these knees and, uh, you fall the wrong way, you're going to do some serious damage. So thankfully nothing, you know, knock on wood there, nothing too bad happened, but I do know that my pride was hurt because I went down sack of potatoes. I mean, I hit the ground so hard, so fast, before I even realized it. I was like, just like I was like, oh my god! I laid there for a quick second because there was excruciating pain in both the knees. Because, like I said, that right one twisted, and the left one twisted and landed on it. It was just a weird thing. But then I heard people laughing in the distance, and uh, I popped right back up, and I was limping into that into the into the job, and I was just like, you know, I was like, <laughs> people damned me. And I was just, I don't know, like, I told people that I fell. I was like, I, was, I just fell, man. They're like, wow, you don't look like, because it was very wet outside. They're like, you don't look like you fell. You're okay. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm all right. But, you know, people, they like laughed at me. You know, I was just like, I, I look, if I saw a guy, if I saw a fat guy fucking fall, I'm laughing too, okay? So I felt, I didn't feel bad when I thought about it, like, afterwards, no one came to help. Just let this fat guy go down. Leave him down there, you know? Because it was, just, you know, it's what is it, a Thursday? It was a Thursday, and you could just chuckle at that big boy that went down. And um, I would have laughed, too. And I feel, that made me feel better about myself, believe it or not. the fact that I would have laughed at this the same situation um, gave me a little bit of a uh, better perspective on things, you know? Me- meaning that, like, you know... Dude, you would have laughed too, moved on with your life, probably told your friends, but no harm, no foul, I'm alive. Uh, doing this uh, podcast before next week. Well, so the thing is, it's like, this is how it's going to break down, right? So we got this week's podcast right now. Next week, uh, is, is we got nothing in terms of what's going on. It's going to be the 14th, but the following week, the 21st, I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be in Aruba. Uh, I tried to roll the R there, and it just didn't roll, but I don't, I don't care. I'm going to be in Aruba uh, going for a friend's wedding. It's really, really exciting. My wife and I are going. Um, it's an all-inclusive thing in Aruba. It's going to be the longest flight I've ever been on. Like I said, you've heard this show before. I'm not a huge flyer. I'm not a huge fan of flying, you know, um, but I think this is going to be a bit of a bigger plane because it's going over and. uh what is that, the Atlantic, or is that the Caribbean Sea, something like that, it's going over some waters, and it's going to be a five-hour flight, I think, Florida plus two, I didn't even realize how deep down Aruba is, I kind of felt like it was going to be like, I don't know, kind of off the coast of Florida or something, I don't know why I thought it was going to be like the Florida Keys, (sighs) sorry, that one stuck up on me, thought it was going to be like the Florida Keys or something, and um you know, but no, you got It's like right off the it's kind of off the coast of Venezuela, which is interesting, but uh, very nice re- resort in Aruba. First time ever flying overseas. First time ever flying off the continental United States or anything like that. Got my passport ready to go and everything like that. Got to get luggage. That's not that's you know, it's cutting it a little close, but um, we're going to get that done soon. And then I'm going to bag pa- pack my bags and, and go and um, I'm going to be there for a little while going to be back, but then I don't even go back to work till December 2nd. The thing that I'm a little concerned about is uh, I'm not going to be able to check the beer like I would like to, so the tasting, the the beers are going to be ready to be consumed after Thanksgiving, because... Well, no, no, no. When's Thanksgiving? It, when is Thanksgiving? I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> Sorry about that snuck up um the beers are gonna be ready to be consumed on the twenty third of November i don't know when Thanksgiving is for some reason i'm thinking it's, i don't know but nonetheless um i am I'm, I'm pretty pumped for that i'm so nervous because the the reason I'm so nervous is because uh, the time went pretty fast from the brewing uh till now went pretty fast, but the things that are rambling through my head about this this hobby and like where I go from here is the next brew. So we got a cold front coming and stuff like that. It's going to be I don't know what the temperature is going to get to down here. And I want to use a brewing yeast uh it's going to perform well in the conditions. Right now it's in the it's 66 down here and I think it's like 43 outside. And there's no there's no uh, you know temperature control down here or anything like that. So hopefully uh this basement stays at a decent temperature, but I think my next beer is going to have to maybe be a lager beer depending upon what the temperature is um you know come the next uh, brew time because that that very well might be the first week of december i oh no i wrote it down i wrote it down hold on it's in my calendar on my phone one second they have they have calendars in this thing it's going to be december nope december 7th is my anniversary of the wedding can't do that it would be another uh, november 30th so if the temperature down here gets to um i think like under what is it like under 62 degrees um i'm gonna have to get a lagering yeast or a yeast that will perform in that temperature which would be a, a lager yeast so um i would have to uh, unless i could adjust for a ale yeast that does cold but it would be kind of like you got the temperature why not just do a lager beer like a kolsch maybe or something you know um or a pilsner uh, but those are harder to brew i don't know if uh, that's going to be a good second brew for me. So I don't know. I I have to see, you know, what happens, what I think about doing and stuff and, uh, take it from there. In other news here, uh, Matt Daly came down from upstate, good friend of the show, great friend of mine. Uh, he came down here and we had a wonderful beer tasting session. Uh, he went up to Vermont, right? Vermont, wherever, where where the alchemist is. And he brought back some beers from there. He didn't bring Hetty topper because it's something that I've had before. And, uh, you know what, I, I might try to have him call in and talk about his experience at that brewery, but he bought some, brought some beers from there, and uh, we tried about three of them. He tried all the Rubsom and Hormans beers uh, here, that were here, and uh, I gave him some to, to go home with. You know, that's the way to do it, folks. Uh, you know, uh, the people that I try beer with now and, uh, from now on, you know, split those beers right down the middle. You know, to get two glasses, you split the beers, it gives you— much more longe- longevity in terms of like your buzz and, uh, you know, creeping into drunkenness. And it's like, you're doing your own little personal beer flights. We, we yacked it up. We had a great time, a couple of hours of just drinking and having a blast. And, um, that's the way to do it, guys. You, what you do is you, you were, if you got friends that are in different locations and you're going to be bouncing around to each other, you grab a couple beers, you know, three to four different beers that the other person brings three to four different beers and then you try them together and then you talk about them we were just talking beer like the whole time It was really fantastic but i'm really excited about these beers that i am be doing tonight because these ones are of that rotating hop situation that's another reason why i wanted to get a show in because i, I bought these beers a couple weeks ago and they were fresh and i want to keep them that way and especially these ones because um these particular ones this is a new england style ipa but they're using some hops that i've never heard of and uh i didn't do i didn't like get any Whatchamacallit. Um, I didn't get any others that were like this, you know, in terms of like the hop characteristics that are there. So instead of like spinning the wheel today, I think I'm just going <clears> to, <throat> excuse me, I think I'm just going to look up one of the hops that's on here and read about it because it's a very unique, um, a very unique, uh, what the, what am I saying? A, a very unique hop. I mean, one of them is like called like Cryo Astro Turf or some shit. So uh, I was going to get the can out in a second, but it's in the it's in the cooler. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Another news as well. I went to uh, what should we Went to flagship. Made it a point to get to flagship to get the um, to get the stout that was there. Uh, I did it on a whim because I was in the neighborhood actually, uh, because my wife wanted to surprise her grandmother with a visit, and I was like, oh shit, this is an opportunity for me as well. And I popped in there. I grabbed one of them. $18 for the four-pack. You know, that's to be expected um, in terms of price. Kind of wish it was 16 bucks because I'm getting it straight from there. But look, hey, hey, it's your business. You do what you got to do. Grabbed it. Um, And wow. Now, like I said, I don't ever want to compare the, kil- the the breweries here on the island, but this was fucking great. The Holterman's chocolate crumb cake situation. I don't even know it's chocolate crumb cake. All, all I know is that. The label was great. The way the beer looked was great. Right up there with the birthday munchies. I, I, I don't want to do a direct comparison, but do yourself a favor. If you've had the birthday munchies or the tiramisu munchies from killsborough you got to try the flagship one. For me, for me, for the Bill Burr fans out there, um, this was the best flagship beer I've had to date. You know, and that's and that's saying a. That's not saying a lot. Wait, wait a minute, no no no. Is, is that saying a lot? I was a huge I'm a huge fan of this year's uh, Roganfest, okay? I think that beer is fucking dope, right? Uh, but this this stout is so well done and so balanced and just so to me it was perfect. you know, it was perfect. It was like a perfect amount of sweetness up front, a great dryness on the back end. like it was just a pleasure ride through and through. And I was really excited to have it. I even, I, I was, I wanted to be selfish and have the whole thing to myself, but I gave one to my neighbor. Uh, I gave one to Matt Daly. I had one myself and I was like, this is too good. I had to give one to my sister because she's a, fr- a fan of stouts, right? So I was like, let me give one to my sister. And, uh, and now I'm out and I'm, I might want to go down and get it again. But I do want to, you know, save the money, get it ready for a room. I don't even know if you bring money to a room. It's all inclusive. Do you, do you bring money to all inclusive? I'm not, I'm not really prepared. And I should be, because I'm going to be in a foreign country. That's another thing that was freaking me out. This is the first time I'm never going to be in America, right? And I'm, I am am as American as you can get. I am a brunette honey boo-boo, right? A 31-year-old brunette honey boo-boo with the mind of a honey boo-boo, you know? And I hope I don't say anything that gets me locked up abroad, you know? But I don't know. I don't think that could really happen in Ar- in Aruba, Right. You know, I, I mean, I've, I, I don't know. I mean, that usually happens in like Thailand, China, places like that. China. But, um, you know, I'm not too worried. But, you know, I, I guess, I, I mean, I'm probably going to get worried soon. But uh, nonetheless, uh, a little bit of beer news. Is this the beer news music? A little bit of beer news uh, just to to give you guys an idea of what's going on. Uh, I read an article Read uh, read an article. Uh, Founders and Tracy Evans, Tracy Evans, I think the guy's name was uh, the gentleman who was suing the company for the blatant racism. They've settled, uh, and a part of the terms of the agreement of the settlement, <coughs> um, they didn't they didn't reveal the the sum or whatever that was given that was awarded for the damages. But Founders released a joint statement on their website with Tracy. Uh, speaking, and then the fa- and then the people being sued speaking. And it was interesting because Tracy was saying how, like, you know, he, I don't think he was cow, I don't think he was cowtowing or anything like that, but he was just saying how, like, the founders' people, you know, are now aware of their wrongdoing, and his only hope is that they do better, knowing what they did wrong, and and this, that, and the third, just trying to, I think, just trying to like say, look, it's it's you did what you did, it's over. And and we're going to move on. Listen, I I read it on the show. I read it to some friends at work, too, because I was just so blown away by it that that testimony where they're like, is is Barack Obama black? And he's like, I don't know. I never met him. That is some of the craziest lawyery lawyer shit that I've ever seen before in my life. I couldn't believe it. And I'm just glad that it's over now. Um, founders opened up their Detroit tap room again, and a hundred percent of the proceeds are going to charity. Are going to charity, um, is their way of saying I guess I'm sorry to the community, and they're just going to try to move on from here. I uh, and I think that d uh, Detroit and and uh and stuff have kind of like you know, kind of like I don't know if they've forgiven them. We got to see where it goes from here but i do know that like that was a crazy situation with i mean really damaging i mean extremely damaging implications so you know the hope is that they learn their lesson and that they're going to um, they're going to move on and and uh, hopefully it'll never happen again and then i read another article from uh, eater.com uh so I, you know this is an interesting thing because i had a conversation with a buddy about this uh, how I read an article about how Coors was closing a bunch of uh, facilities because they're hurting right now because they were saying how um, people shouldn't be. They, they pretty much blamed craft beer. Uh, I don't have the quote on me right now, but they're like, you know, they're trying to downsize a little bit and tap into the craft situation, you know, trying to go a little bit more artisanal. I think they wrote. And they, I think they laid off about 500 people. So initially my reaction was like, that's right, fuck you, Coors. And then on the other side of it, I was like, Jesus Christ, 500 people lost their jobs. And these aren't 500 assholes, I'm assuming. There's probably a, a handful of assholes in the crowd there. But this is these are 500 people who were going to work, had it all figured out, and now they're back to square one. They might have families. They might have babies. I was thinking like if someone, if I got laid off, you know, and I got a newborn and, and stuff like that, or an infant now, not a newborn anymore, but if I got laid off, I mean, I, I would be I would be devastated and very scared, and I think about that now, and I think about, like, you know, I'm always sitting here rooting for, for big beer to fail and stuff, and then I realize that there is a consequence to that. There are people that are affected If they do fail, am I saying too big to fail? Am I doing all that nonsense? You know, no, I am a free market man. Vote Rebello 2020 for clean government. I'm a free market man. You know, you got it. Your dollars makes the decisions here, especially when it comes to craft and and beer in general. And and what's more free market than the craft and beer business? But I don't think I'm going to sit here and root for things to fail anymore because, there really is an impact, you know. It doesn't hurt the fucking the fat cats, so to speak, that sit atop these empires. It, it hurts actual people, like I mean, like working people. So I'm not going to root for them to fail anymore. Um, I'm gonna I'm just going to root for craft beer, and that's it. I'm going to root for craft. Root for craft to do good. Um, hope that they they maintain their independence and and make good products. If they sell out, they sell out. You know what are you gonna do? But you know, I I just there's so much good beer out there, and I you know you just make the right choices that that are that are good for you. But I just don't want to root for anything to fail anymore. But then I came across this article. This has nothing to do with rooting to fail. But oh shit, um, uh, Shiner Bach uh, is a is a brewery that's located out of Houston, right? And everyone has seen the Shiner Bach bottles. I did not know. Now hold on, hold on. I just had to do a really quick fact check. They are a member of the Independent Craft Beer Association. Spotzel Brewery at a Shiner, Texas. I said Houston, but Shiner, Texas. Um, they have twenty percent, twenty five percent ownership by uh, Gambrianus Company, but it is a craft. They are a craft brewer. The the grand, uh, Gambrianus. So. That's another thing that's happening there's a lot of craft breweries banding together to try to uh, create collective uh, uh, like a collective uh, to to do more distribution and to compete with the big boys but nonetheless Shinerbach craft brewery right uh, and it says here Shinerbach producer slams Houston's carbach brewer uh, brewing over seriously aggressive billboard ads so this company carbach Brewing um, which is located in Shiner, Texas, which is the home of Shiner Bach, put up this giant fucking billboard that said, there's a new Bach in Shiner and a uh, You know, everybody's seen Shiner Bach, you know, they're like, they're like, th- they've been around since like 1913. They come out with a fucking letter saying like, you know, fuck you assholes. Okay. They put this in the Shiner Gazette firing back at them uh, saying how the brewery is owned by Anheuser-Busch InBev and that the, and this is a quote from them, this is a huge company with deep pockets seeking to force its way into our town it is not the first time they have tried to imitate our iconic Shinerbach, AB's Ziegenbach and Michelob Amberbach have been around for years uh, and, and like you know, I didn't read the rest of the letter but they basically had said towards the end of later uh, towards the end of the letter, uh, Spots of Brewing issued a clear, deeply Texan challenge to Carbox plans to come for its territory. We are proud of our beer, proud of our independence, proud of our heritage, proud of our authenticity, and proud to be in Shiner, Texas. To the drinkers who love Shiner, we say cheers! And to the giant breweries, as our friends down the road once said. Come and take it. That's pretty badass. I'm not going to lie. See, this is what I root for. Okay. <clears throat> this is what I root for. Instead of rooting for things to fail, I'm gonna, I'm rooting for, for craft beer to stand up. And that's a pretty badass ending to an open letter to a conglomerate that's trying to muscle their way into your town. Come and take it. These colors don't run. I'm pretty sure. I'm sure that can apply in some way you know saying these colors don't run with you know a snarl you know what i mean and you know there was just something that was just so texas rattlesnake about their response that i really enjoyed and i didn't you know it's funny because here we go again ladies and gentlemen we bid oh excuse me we we've been down this road it happens to all of us <laughs> everyone that i've spoken to that has listened to the show echoes the same sentiment about beers that they see in the supermarkets and beers that they see next to other beers just like Bell's, just like Sam Adams maybe even just like New Belgium with the fat tire, Shiner Bach, okay, from the Spurzel Brewery down there in Shiner, Texas gets the same rap I had to pause the show to see if they were craft and they are, they are indeed a craft brewery now I've never even had a Shiner Bock and I'm going to now I'm definitely going to go to now. After I read that letter, I am going to buy a six-pack of Shiner Bock this weekend. That's what I'm going to do. And Without further ado, because I am struggling, we're going to do the beer review, okay? I'll read about a hop. I'm sorry. I'm all... <coughs> 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 sorry about that. This This cough, I hope, goes away soon. So... This is a part of uh, Pure Anirondack Craft Beer Paradox Brewery Weather Rotating Hoppy Beer Series Uh, And I'm just going to read here On the side Weather is our rotating series of hoppy beers Like the weather, this beer is always changing And always enjoyable There's no such thing as bad weather Well, I beg to differ I believe there is such thing as bad weather There is a QR code on the side Let me see if I could scan it And uh You know, if you use your iPhone and put open the camera app and just put it on a QR code, it'll open things up for you. Not on the Wi-Fi, so it might take a while. Oh, it's just, it's broken. The link is broken. Facebook just told me that. Okay, so it's brewed and canned by Paradox Brewery in Shroon Lake, New York. And it's pretty interesting. They have like a, on the bottom there, they have like, I guess all the activities you could do up there. There's a speedboat a skier man, a mountain climbing guy, a hiking guy, uh, some tennis rackets that are used for feet, like I guess when you hike in the snow and then a snowmobile. Independent craft. Here's where it's interesting. Um, these are the hops that are in there. We've got Simcoe, Laurel, Cryo, Euconot. Those are the hops that are in there. So I know Simcoe hops, but I never heard L- L- Laurel, Laurel, cryo or you and i think i'll look both of those up while i'm at it so let's open this bad boy up new england style ipa haven't had one of those in a minute so i'm a little excited to give this one a shot i'm going to pour this one out real time haven't had one before and before this i was having a flagship new england style ipa so big head on this boy and pouring it into a tall boy because it is in the um tall boy can a tall glass i got it here okay Big head here, about about three fingers ahead. I got floaties in there, which is usually a good thing. Interesting aroma, very clean, very fresh smelling. Interesting. I'm gonna let that head dissipate a little bit, and I'm gonna look up some of these hops. I gotta use the phone because I don't want to swamp the laptop. Um, yeah. It was, um, the interesting thing about this right now is. Like I said, I know Simcoe. I do not know much about the other two. Laurel Laurel, Laurel Cryo. I usually use the laptop, but it's been a little weird with me right now. Laurel Cryo Hops. So the first thing I get, I want to go to... I don't want to go here. All right, you know what? I I usually go to Hoplist, but it's not really popping up right now. So I'm going to go to um, Yakima Valley Hops. So, uh, Laurel, Laurel, it's out of stock here. So Laurel, formerly known as HBC 291, provides a more traditional yet unique hop character, providing the floral and herbal notes one would expect from a fine noble hop aroma. Um, its mother is the U.S.-developed aroma variety Glacier, uh, the grandmother being the long-established European noble aroma variety known as Tardif de Bourgeon. Originating in bourgeon region of France, interesting. The father is uh, of the U.S. developed Nugget variety Laurel, and it's oh Nugget variety. Excuse me, Laurel is characterized by having numerous small, dense cones with moderate alpha acids. Um, the aroma profile we get here. This is much more in depth. I might come to this website from now on. The aroma profile of Laurel has been described as super noble hop with a wonderful floral and herbal notes followed by a backdrop of citrus and earthy character. A touch of sweet, fruity aroma rounds out this well-balanced hop. In beer, the floral notes are accentuated yet uh, complemented nicely by fruity and citrus with a hint of herbal. Uh, Don't expect an in-your-face fruity character with laurel as seen as uh, with some of the recent U.S. variety releases. This hop is approachable and balanced. Great for distinctive IPAs and pale ales. But perfect for a sessionable lager style of beer. So yeah, you know, is there an ABV on this can? Because I would like to know that. And nope. There is no ABV. So you're gonna have to wing it, I guess. So the alpha acids here are 10 to 12%. Uh, so that's that's pretty interesting. And the the ex- the next one is the Yukonut hop. And the head is now about one finger or so, and I'm gonna try to get a smell on it. Even though smelling is a little hard right now. Uh the Yukonot hops. Uh, let me see if I can go to the same website. Would they have it there? Mm, yeah, they do. So, uh Eucanot, <sighs> formerly HPC 366, commercially released in 2014 as oh I'm sorry, as Equinox uh, by the Hops Breeding Company in Yakima and subsequently renamed due to trademark issue, uh, issues. It has an intense and unique fruity and citrus notes, including melon, berry, citrus, lime, apple, and papaya. Uh, cannot also contains some spicy green pepper notes. Uh, this hop brand has a high alpha acid uh, content and high essential oil and is known for its vibrant yellow color during uh, its early growth in spring, and, uh, yeah, so the Alpha S is, uh, 14.5 to 15.5. Uh, so I guess, fuck it. I'll even read about Simcoe while I'm at it. I'm going to stay on this website. I'm going to Google. I'm just going to type in Simco. All right. I don't know why I'm talking like that. Simcoe, here we go, baby. Uh, Simcoe is a dual-purpose hop, uh, bred by Yakima Chief. Ranches in Yakima, Washington, released and trademarked in 2000. It has a distinctive pine-like aroma with citrus overtones and a high alpha content. Uh, The brand is very popular in American craft beers. Yeah, the alpha acids here are 12 to 14%, uh, but there's an asterisk on there, so I guess they really vary. So what do we got here, guys? We got, is this going to be a juice bomb? Let's see. Interesting thing going on here. (coughs) There's like a, a okay, strange, there's like a layer of something. In, like, the three quarters of a way in the glass. Looks like medium ish carbonation. Kind of bubbling up. I can't really see it because it's quite hazy. Uh, a very interesting aroma there. Very clean. Um, a little bit like a body wash. I hope that's not going to be. I can't really smell that good. Fuck, I wish I could. very fruity very sweet smelling really hard to get a nose on this let's give it a taste quite bitter in the mmm interesting oh very bitter throughout but a good bitterness that melon papaya flavors there on the on the roundabout finishes with a caramel sweetness that's really interesting very intriguing not too crushable, though. Mm. Definitely not too crushable because it's an it's an odd. I'm getting like a very earthy bitterness to it. Not a juice bomb, at all. Uh, I was ex- I-, I was hoping for that. Quite bitter here. Let me write this down here because I like to keep a record. Paradox. Very bitter. Wow. And a surprising bitterness to it. It's got a toffee caramel end to it. With a stone fruity. Or like a earthy spicy end. Paradox Brewery. Um, How do I rate this? Let me give it another shot. And maybe talk it out a little bit more. Mm. I, I I had higher expectations because I thought it'd be a juice bomb. It's good quality. Um, I'm I'm interested because of the hop characteristics that are being showcased here. But I would give this a, a hmm, hang on. Let me try to go through these flavors again. I wish it had just more pine, like more pine to it. It's not floral enough for me. Like I said, for my taste here. It's got a bit of a spicy bite to it. Um, But bitter throughout and, and like a old world IPA type of bitterness... Kind of like a um, a bitterness that you expect in like a a stone IPA. I would give this a six point four because it's a it's a fairly solid beer uh, in terms of the construction. I don't mind that bitterness throughout. I think it's like something that's that is a return to um, a beer that that is that that you would you would have enjoyed six years ago right but this isn't this isn't your traditional I mean in terms of traditional New England style it's definitely not there um, I'm, I'm a little upset because from what I read the aroma is really what's supposed to shine here with with, with these hops and I can't really smell that good mm. a decent drinking beer it's a beer drinker's beer like I mean, like a guy sit down and relax with this boy. Can't really crush these with some buddies, but overall, I think a six point four is a good store, a good score. I think it's a beer drinker score. Got some great lacing on the glass. Good bitterness. It's not too citrusy, not too fruity. It's just it's a, it's a solid IPA. Like I mean, it just tastes like an IPA to me. There's no no juice bomb characteristic here. No no heavy fruit flavor. It's just an IPA to me. 6.4 is, is not going to be the score. Because New England IPA should should have at least some juice bomb characteristic to it, in my opinion. So I think six put f- 6.4 is not a good score. It's not a beer drinker score. I think that is a me being too lenient. I have to be a little bit better with these scores. This is a 4.9 only because they're saying that this is a New England style IPA if they had if they call this a, a, a double IPA um I'd give it I'd give it a fairer score I would think I would I would give it a 6.4 but you're you're pushing it as a New England style and I just don't think it hits it doesn't check those boxes off for me and um, that's that I mean so let me try to think this through here That's the correct score for sure. A little upset, but it is what it is. I I forgot what I was even going to say, unfortunately, but I I think that's fair. I think that's a fair score for this beer. And I got another one of these to drink after that, but that's going to be the show, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm, I'm pretty fucking tired. The banjo's back. So I hope you all enjoy that. A little blast from the past. And uh, I'm going to catch you guys next week. I'm going to try to go upstairs and get a little rest cuz I'm I'm under the weather, boys. But I was really having I had a great time drinking with you guys. You're my drinking buddies. You're my friends. You're my family. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. I'm going to catch you next week. I'm going to let you know how the bottling went. Pray for me everybody. And uh, I hope everybody has a great weekend. Take care everybody. Cheers.